Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Linda Sunshine West. Known as the Fear Buster, Linda ran away from home at five years old and was gone an entire week. She came home with her head bent down, riddled with fear, and wouldn't look people in the eyes for decades to come. At the age of 51, she decided to stop letting fear rule her life and went on a journey of facing one fear every day for a year, 365 days in a row. In doing so, she gained an exorbitant amount of confidence and developed her simple seven-step process to help others break through fear. And I had the pleasure of meeting Linda at a live event that we both attended uh, briefly. Linda briefly was there briefly. I was there for the whole event in San Diego called the New Media Summit. And then we actually were able to reconnect through Clubhouse uh, recently, which has become a stomping ground for all kinds of wonderful connections and reconnections. And when I heard her on Clubhouse, I said, oh my God, what a great story this is. I cannot wait to interview her. So I'm so glad that you're here, Linda. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Angel, for having me. And it's great to reconnect again through Clubhouse. And you know, when you heard my story on the stage in Clubhouse, you were like, Let's get you on the podcast. I said, oh, that's so exciting because you never know how your story is going to come out or how it's going to impact somebody. Maybe that's the story they needed to hear in that moment. So thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the thing I love best about your story is it's so incredibly unique. I mean, you know, I probably thought about running away from home at five years old and I might have made it to the edge of the driveway, but I didn't, I wasn't gone for an entire week. And so I would love if you're willing to dive even more deeply into that uh, story. Like, why did you run away from home at five? How the hell did you manage to be gone for a whole week? Where in God's name were your parents? And what happened that had you live in fear for the you know, almost 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for the question. And I, I always share openly and honestly, because I believe that's the best way we connect with each other people as well as to help them to move out of that situation. Right. I grew up in a very volatile, abusive, alcoholic household, like many, many people did. I'm number four of five kids. And, uh, you know, there was just the abuse was deafening sometimes, you know, Fortunately for us kids, the abuse was never taken out on us physically, but it was taken out on my mom and I witnessed it on a regular basis. So when dad would leave, he was in the Navy 
when he would go away, you know, for a six month leave or whatever, and, you know, the house was nice and quiet and no chaos. And then he came home and all hell broke loose. You know, and this was a pattern. It was our life, you know? And so at five years old, I made a decision. I'm not going to, to live in this household anymore. So I ran away. Okay. I just went to the neighbor's house, but for all intents and purposes at five years old, I was going to be gone forever. I was going to leave that household and not to grow up in that place. And what I didn't know, and this was something I learned many, many, many years later is my mom knew where I was. So imagine you're five years old. This is my story. I'm five years old. I ran away and nobody came to get me. Mm. What went through my head was they don't love me. They don't want me around. I knew it. I was right. Mm. And I was gone a week. My mom knew I was gone that whole week. And then at the end of the week, she called the neighbor and said, Linda's been gone home long enough. You can send her home now. So that's why I came home it was only because my mom had me come home. So it was then that I came home from that, that brave, strong little girl that ran away. And I came home, literally, I would not look at people in the eyes for decades. It was like 46 years to come because I had so much fear. It was instilled from my dad. Mm. And, and actually, uh, you know, as I talk about my dad, you know, sometimes I'll, he was like just such a monster. Mm. And in my mind, that's what I saw was a monster. And so I'll tell a little bit more of the story a little bit later, but you know, it was that courageousness that I ran away that at 51, when I broke through a fear every day that year is I wanted to reconnect with that, yeah. that brave little girl. And I did it during that year. Yeah. Fantastic story. I love it, Linda. And there's so many parallels to my own life, my volatile, you know, and theoretically you could call me fourth out of five because my parents had both been married before. My dad had two kids. My mom had one kid. I was like 13 years later. My younger brother was three years after that. So I was number four theoretically right. in that conglomeration. Um, my dad was a raging alcoholic, was also in the Navy, monstrous, you know, in terms of his uh, abuse of both my mother, verbal abuse of my mother, as well as physical and of me because I had a female body and less so with my younger brother because he was male. So it's just really uh, interesting when when I get guests like you where there's so many parallels. So what I want to say for our listeners is Linda and myself are both wickedly smart women. You are wickedly smart women. If you are in a situation that you need to have courage and get out of, this is the conversation for, for you to be listening to. So let's talk, Linda, about you know what was it that happened at that point in time where you made the decision, a second decision, like you made that first decision to say, I'm the hell out of this freaking place. And, and that instinctual knowing that little girl actually had an instinctual knowing that she was not in a good place and that was validated for her. But upon returning there, I'm sure there was, you know, additional many years of trauma, what inspired you to finally make another decision to move away, to walk away from, to leave behind the, the years of trauma and fear that you carried? 
Yeah, oh, it's a journey. That is for sure. You know, there are so many ups and downs. You know, there's a saying that, you know, we marry, you know, someone like our dad, you know, or like our mom, if you're a man. And, and I did that. I married somebody, my first marriage was to somebody exactly like my dad, except I was now the wife, you know, that was being beat. And um, I had a 14 month old and a four week old. And I made a decision at that time, like, I'm not living my mom's life. And that was a decision that I made. I was 21 years old. I literally walked out. I had the 14 month old on my hip. I had the four week old in a baby carrying case. I had a purse over one shoulder and a diaper bag over the other. And I literally walked out because I didn't have a car. So I walked out saying, I'm not going to live my mom's life. And, you know, from there, you know, it's just like the journey continued. And age 25, I ended up meeting my soulmate, the husband I'm with still today. After many decades, we've been together. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because when I first met him, he was too good to be true. Do I deserve him? Is he going to stay with me? Is he going to like me? Is he going to want to, you know, want to have my kids around? Because I had dated so many men that didn't want to be around kids. And so I had all these, you know, all this baggage already at age 25 that I was carrying around that was, you know, ruining my thoughts of, of me being able to deserve some happiness. But it's been a long years, you know, many years we're still together and it's been awesome. But at age 51, so even though I'm with this incredible man, he believes in me, he's always complimenting me and, you know, just, just adores me, even though I'm with him saying all these wonderful things, that childhood trauma it's kept holding on and it didn't matter how many great things he said, because I didn't believe him. I believed what I believed when I was three, four, five, two, you know, whatever I held on to that stuff really tight. So at 51, I was driving to work one day. And at that time I was working for a judge in the ninth circuit court of appeals. It was my 49th job after 36 years in the corporate world. And I was like, Oh my God, I hate my job. I hate this so much. I don't understand this whole world. Like what's the purpose of this planet? And more importantly, what is my purpose on this planet? I have zero value. There's no reason for me to be here. And I wasn't going to commit suicide or anything, but I was just like, why am I here? This is stupid. So when I got to work that day, there was a Facebook post in a group from a woman I didn't know. And it said, I'm a life coach. I took some time off. I'm getting back into it. And I'm looking for five women who want to change their life. And I was like, this woman's talking to me because I want to change my life. And I got to tell you, that is the greatest gift I ever gave to myself. I mm -hmm. raised my hand and said, I am worth change. I know there's something different for me. I don't know what it is. And I don't know how to get there. But somebody is going to help me. And it's going to be this woman. So I started that journey with her. And that was the kind of like the thing that like that catalyst that started to chip away at all that crap that was encrusted inside of me, mm. you know, like chipping it away and, and just helping it to make it so that I could blossom and mm. have this flower start to come out, you know? And so that was really the start of the journey that led to facing a fear every day for a year. Yeah. Well, so beautiful story there. And one of the things that's kind of subtly woven into that, that I can hear because of my own experience, but others may not be able to hear is 
And this happens often for people who've been in a traumatic experience or had a traumatic, you know, upbringing is we move, we, I call it moving the coconuts, <laughs> you know, that game where you like, they move yeah. the coconuts and then you're not really sure where that nut is that's under the coconut. What happened in what I'm hearing happened in your case is you actually were able to create a marriage that was healthy miraculously. God only knows how that happened. Soulmate, obviously. Right. But you move the coconut to the jobs. And this can also happen for women. When we start our own businesses, we can make, I I mean, I had this experience myself. At one point I became clear I had made my business, my abuser and my relationship with money, my abuser. And until we start to peel away the layers and let go of clinging on to those unresolved traumatic experiences, we're going to move the coconuts. We're just going to keep moving the coconuts. And it's either going to be money or it's going to be men or it's going to be career or it's going to be whatever it is. So I just wanted to make sure that our listeners actually picked that up and heard it. The second thing that is just really coming through really clearly for me around you, Linda, is that you have been decisive, even in the face of all these things. Like the first decision you made at five, you made a decision, you were leaving. At 21, you made a decision, you were leaving. At the age that you made the decision to hire the life coach, you made a decision. So there was some part of you that was that maybe steel core that uh, knows how to decide that has been helping you all along. So we are already at the break, comes quick, comes really quick. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we pick it up on the other side, we're going to talk about uh, what happened after you did your 365 days and what you have decided to do moving forward from there. But right now, Wickedly Smart Women, we could use your help. So if you are enjoying the show and want us to stay on the air, please decide to make a donation. I usually say consider, but now I'm going to say decide to make a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. Thank you for helping me change my language today, Linda. We'd also like to ask you to decide to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content, particularly if you have a friend that you actually know is in an abusive situation. This would be a great episode for you to share with that person. Um, So please help me out and your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues out by letting them know about the show so that we can serve them too. I definitely want to say a great big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. The show is now in the top one and a half percent of all podcasts across all categories worldwide. So we're celebrating that. And I'm really grateful for all of our listeners all around the world in 89 countries. We are welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. I want to shout out this week to our listeners in Ecuador, Nepal, and the Cayman Islands. And we will be right back with Linda Sunshine West. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by The Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, The Wealthy Life Mentor, 
is hired by women in transition. Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Linda Sunshine. I'm going to just call her Linda Sunshine. I hope you don't mind if I call you Linda Sunshine. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. And I want to let everyone know that you can find out more about her at womenactiontakers.com. Womenactiontakers.com. Go over to that website and see all the bounty of information that Linda has over there for you. I would love to talk to you, Linda, now about... Uh, what was that 365 days in a row thing, number one? And number two, obviously out of that, you got your seven-step process, but you also made a decision to help other people. So can we talk about making that decision? Because a lot of times people can go through you know, what you've done, go, you know, whatever, however you've done it, whether it's, you know, taking yourself on a marathon run or climbing up um, every mountain in New Hampshire or doing a 365 day in a row facing your fear challenge. And they don't that they do it for themselves, but then they just keep on going with their life. You made the decision. There's that word again to serve others. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. First of all, I love that word decision. I use it all the time because decision is a power word because I decide something and then I move forward with it, right? Women action takers. It's all about awareness, deciding and moving. And that's what it's really all about is that action. Uh, Before we go there though, um, Angel, I wanted to talk about that, uh, the coconut that you were talking about, you know, moving that coconut because it came to a point that, you know, just recently, just recently after years of working on myself, working with a life coach, breaking through all these fears that I had this amazing epiphany. And that was that I'm bringing this chaos into my life. I am bringing it because that was my comfort zone for so many years. And then that that's what's cool about that is now I have awareness I'm bringing, Oh my gosh, my life is getting out of hand right now. Well, guess what? I brought it all to me. What does this mean? This means that next time I can be more aware and maybe I'll bring less next time. And then next time, maybe I'll bring less, you know? So it's not about like making instant adjustments where your life changes in that moment sometimes the adjustments are small steps and that's okay because it's still a small step forward. And that's one thing I realized while I faced a fear every single day. So why did I face a fear every single day? You asked that question. And uh, when I worked with my life coach, which was the end of 2014, every single week we would meet every single week I would hate her. And every single week, by the end of the week, I absolutely loved her because she helped me to see things different in my life. And so that I could start to change. And I ended up working with her until the end of uh, 2014, November. So December, I was by myself. And I thought, oh, I got this. I don't need to rehire her, right? I, I got this because she taught me all the techniques. And December, I made some changes, positive changes, but not nearly as much as I had been. And as an addictive personality that I got from my dad, thank you very much. I was addicted to the positive change, which was a different addiction than I was used to. So January 1st of 2015, I woke up that morning and I said, 
I got to do something different this year because she helped me so much, but I want to keep going. I got addicted to it. I want to keep going. Oh my God. I have so many fears. Like this is my actual conversation, by the way, with myself. I have so many fears. I'm going to break through a fear every single day this year. And again, it was a decision. I made a decision to break through a fear every single day. Mm -hmm. So every morning, When I woke up, the very first thing I did is I asked myself the same question every day. And that is what scares me? Those three words I asked myself every single morning before I even stepped out of bed, you know, and I waited in bed and I laid there and I waited till the first fear showed up because when we ask our brain a question, it searches for the answer. So I just laid there and waited. And sometimes it would be 30 seconds. Sometimes it would be a couple minutes before an answer came but every day an answer did come. And so I embarked on this journey of facing a fear every single day. And oh my gosh, my whole world changed Mm. for the better, for the better, but my whole world changed. And now you, I, no one can ever take that away from me. You got that right. Well, I want to stop before you dive into the part about, you know, helping (laughs) others, because I do want to talk about that, but I definitely want to underscore a couple of things creating the chaos in your life. Chaos is the comfort zone. I have also experienced this. And what I found when I actually started investing in myself through mentorship and coaching and personal and professional development, there is such a huge, huge, loud voice out there that says, get out of your comfort zone, get out of your comfort zone, get out of your comfort zone. And one day I had the epiphany that being uncomfortable all the freaking time was my comfort zone. So actually being comfortable was outside of my comfort zone. So there we have another parallel there. And the other thing that I heard was what you did with the 365 day challenge, even though you kind of got addicted to to positive change, if if you got to have an addiction, let it be to positive change. Exactly. What I'm hearing there is you did what I've been practicing myself around, specifically around pleasure for myself recently, is you started micro dosing, right? You micro dosed on making the positive change by asking, what am I scared of? and then letting that come to you and then working through it. So now let's talk. We've only got about five minutes left. So let's talk about how you help people fear bust themselves. Yeah. And this was actually during that process of 2015. So I was 51 years old at that time when it first started, it was January, my birthday's in March. So I was 51, 52. And during that journey, about six weeks into it, I ended up meeting who would become, I didn't know it at the time, who would become my best mentor ever. And he's actually called the millionaire mentor. So it fit perfectly, but I met him at an event. I ended up attending one of his events. Then I ended up, Hey, can I hang out with you guys? He ended up becoming my mentor. Like that's the short story of it. But what I learned from him is that when we learn, it's our job and duty to pass it on, Mm. is to not hold on to it. I had been a type of person, like I was always training people on all those 49 jobs. I I was always the trainer, but I never pulled that into any other part of my life except at my job. And so now I was on this entrepreneurial journey, learning new things, you know, meeting new people and making many, many, many new discoveries. And realizing that, oh my gosh, there's so much beauty in sharing what I've learned. And I don't want to hold on to it. I want to share as much as possible. 
But I really learned that through the tutelage of my mentor because I watched him share constantly. Mm-hmm. He always gave away everything, gave away all the information, you know. And I hear about that all the time. It's like give everything away because there's a lot of things that they won't want to do on their own. And and I, instead of holding on to like everything I knew, I just started letting it out and just sharing with everybody. And it felt so good. It almost felt selfish to give, right? Because I almost get more from it when I give than I do when I reach than I receive. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was starting to feel a little selfish, like, man, I feel so good. I don't know if they're getting nearly much out of this out of it as I am, <laughs> you know. But it felt so good. And that was goes to that, like you mentioned, the dopamine and the, you know, the positive. You're going to be addicted to something, be addicted to positive. My family did not agree with that. My sisters called me out one day and thought I was in a cult because I was turning into a different person, mm. a positive person. They weren't used to that. Mm. Yeah. Kind of interesting. <laughs> not at all surprised. I mean, that often happens when we make changes is the people who uh, were part of our old reality, they're either going to be inspired or they're going to be repelled. They're going to be yeah. repelled. Or they may even be actively wanting to undermine those changes because when we show up having created transformation in our life, then we shine that sunshine, that Linda sunshine (laughs) uh, so brightly that they can't not see that A, they have some stuff probably to do and B, that it's actually possible. So then they can't, they can't hide in the denial phase anymore. So yeah, yeah. I've, I've had that experience as well <laughs> of, uh, people leaving <laughs> my life. All right. Well, I'd love to hear also uh, about maybe one client story that you'd like to share about somebody else that you have helped specifically with your work. Yeah, there, you know, fortunately there have been many, many, but I'm going to choose one in particular. Her name is Amanda. And Amanda, you know, came to me so scared to like raise her rates. She has a bookkeeping business and had had one for 10 years. But in the meantime, which I didn't know, she was on government assistance that whole time. And she was you know, just scared to raise her rates because she might lose her government assistance. So unfortunately, that sometimes happens. Right. And so I was talking to her one day and I said, we're going to raise your rates. And she was terrified, but she did it. And uh, one day I was so she was originally charging thirty dollars an hour. And I said, you're going to start charging 60. And she like, no way I can't do that. I said, okay, do 35 then just jump at five. Again, it's a small change, just jump five. And so she went to a client, a new client meeting. And I said, before you go there, call me and I'm going to cheerlead you through it. So Mm -hmm. that way you can go in and show up and, you know, in full glory. And so when she got done with the meeting, she called me and she goes, Oh my God, I'm so excited. He took me on, you know, as you know, to work with me. And um, I told him $50 an hour. So she went from 30 to 50, just like that. And it was that fear that was stopping her from going to 35. But when she was in there in the session, she just felt so empowered and said 50. And he said, yes, that's awesome. I love that story. I have one of my recent clients who had never made any money at all in her business. She she had her first deal. It was a $10,000 deal. And her second deal, she gave herself a 20, because I I actually asked her to double it. <laughs> she But she gave herself a 20% raise and sold her second deal for 12,000. So I love giving Woo-hoo. people raises. It's so awesome. I totally love that story. And what I also love is what I'm hearing that you do for people is you lend them your own confidence 
to uh, support them to break through uh, the fears that they have. So we are at the end. Um, If there's one thing that you would like to leave our listeners with, what would it be? That's to live the rest of your life with no regrets. Uh, My mother, two weeks before she passed away, she was with my abusive father for 55 years. And at the end of her life, she said, I had so many regrets. You make sure you go out there and live the rest of your life with no regrets. So decide what that means for you and live the rest of your life with no regrets. Oh, Linda, what a pleasure it's been to have you here today. Listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that for you in the show notes, or you can send in your own questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.